welcome back to season one, episode two of Serendipities. So first things first, I have to express my gratitude. I am so overly grateful and thankful for everybody who listens to me blab on and on and on and on. I'm really grateful for the people who listened to my last slash first episode, um, uh, The Christmas Tree Story. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's like nine minutes long. It's super heartfelt. It's my favorite story in the whole world. If you don't want to listen to it, no big, you know me, no pressure. Um, So thank you guys, seriously, from the bottom of my heart. Second, I'm highly considering changing my podcast name to, drumroll, Unscripted. Yep, soak it in. So I want to change it to Unscripted because I like the name Serendipities. It feels very like serene to me and like a relaxing word, if a word can be relaxing. Um, But I like Unscripted because I've been thinking, you know, I've been listening to other podcasts because I want to better my own podcast. And a lot of podcasters, in my personal opinion, seem scripted. Like it feels like they're reading from something and it feels so unnatural and therefore not genuine. And I just don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds. And so I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to do my podcasts unscripted. And I was like, my bob. So anyways, let me know what you think. I would really love the opinions of my listeners. Or, you know, if you have like a better name that you feel like suits me or suits the way I talk or suits my podcast, then I would love that too. Just let me know. So moving forward, I want to talk about something pretty personal today. Um... So let me just start off by saying that just recently, like, like 10 days ago, recently, I made a huge career change, like huge. Um, And the personal part that I want to get to is school. (laughs) I was trying to think of like a better way to say it, but that's pretty much it. School, right? Um, School is like in my generation, I'm 23 years old. Uh, My sister and I were in the same generation. She's just a couple years younger than me. So our generation is so hung up, in my opinion, this is all subject to opinion. Um, My personal opinion, my generation, our generation, we're so hung up on school, right? Because, and I'm just speaking from personal experience, um, our elders and like our parents, they didn't really go to school. Um, They just graduated high school and they went right into the workforce or some went to college or whatever. But the point I'm trying to make here is that um, society has like rooted into our heads that you're not going to be successful without school. And I know that's a cliche. I'm going to go a lot deeper into this. Um, So this is the personal part, the really personal part. Uh, When I was a kid growing up, I was pretty good in school until fourth grade. Um, In fourth grade, I brought home a progress report that was straight F's. And I'm not kidding. There were no D's, D minuses, like C's. No, no. Every single subject had an F in it. And I don't know what it was. I'm sure I could go to therapy and a therapist would tell me exactly why that happened. But I haven't been to therapy and I don't know why it happened. So um, it was like just that specific situation was super traumatizing to me because my mom had always had very high expectations of my sister and I, therefore, from a very young age, I had very high expectations of myself. Um, my sister always upheld those expectations uh, in school. I did not, clearly. <laughs> Starting in fourth grade, I that, that was it. I mean, from fourth grade on, I was horrible in school, middle school, high school. So when middle school hit, right, when you get into middle school, everybody starts thinking about things that aren't actually important, but to middle school kids, 
feels important um boys and like what you're gonna do with your hair and the clothes you're gonna wear and just just things that don't really matter but matter to us as kids um so it was already hard enough for me to focus in school but then I accumulated this bad habit of being bad in school like like not doing well in school um so I come from the cheerleading world I started cheerleading in fifth grade uh and for those of you who don't know to when you compete in sports in school middle school high school you have to maintain a certain grade average or you're ineligible to perform to compete as a cheerleader you're ineligible to go to games like basketball games uh, football games and and stuff like that so my teachers and coaches they sent me to study hall and they like tried to help me with my homework and they they were really on me about my work as if it was like a brain problem, like that I was not intelligent enough to get through school. And I don't think they realized, even still to this day, I don't think that those people realized that it was never a brain thing. It was never an intelligence, an intelligence thing. It was, uh, this is stupid and I know I'm never going to college thing. Um, and I didn't believe that I wasn't going to kind of, wasn't going to go to college because I didn't think I could. I knew I wasn't going to go to college because I didn't want to. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to pay somebody for this <laughs> to just be miserable all the time. I'm just not going to do it. So then high school hits and it's, so I graduated high school with a 1.3 grade point average, which is like a D average. <laughs> um, it's really embarrassing to talk about because pretty much all of the people that, uh, you know, went to college or were really cool in school um, had like 4.0 GPAs. Um, even my sister, she graduated top 10 of her class. She was a straight A student until she graduated and went to college and, and all of that. My point is the audience that I'm trying to reach today is the people like me, the people who didn't know and still probably to this day don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Like there was no path paved for people like us that weren't great in school, but not weren't great in school because we weren't intelligent. We just weren't great in school because we don't learn the same way as other people, right? So um, that career path change or that career change that I was telling you about earlier, I just recently switched from car sales, automobile sales, um, to, pause for dramatic effect, real estate. Yeah. So I'm going to combine these two, the school thing and the real estate thing, because it's probably not making sense right now. So I had to go to school to get my real estate license. And, um, you know, I have an aunt in the family. She's in real estate. And then I have a family friend. He's also in real estate. So I figured, you know, if I run into any trouble or bumps in the road or questions, I can just contact, you know, my connections. And um, I had to pay for, for my class. You have to have 50 hours of classroom time to get your license um, or to, to qualify, to be eligible, to take the state exam to get your license. And so I start this 50 weeks um, or 50 hours, I'm sorry. And I did it Sunday, and I'm sorry, Monday through Sunday. I did 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be tough, but it's just, that's just like a normal work day. So, I mean, I'll be fine. I can do hard things, right? Oh my God. So in cheerleading, we have this thing before competition. We call it hell week. Talk about hell week. These 50 hours almost killed me. It was horrid. 
Um, and I didn't realize how much I actually hated school, like actually hated school until I started these 50 hours of classroom time. Um, so I had 50 hours classroom time and then I had to pass a class exam at the end of the week and it was a hundred questions and you had to get 70 out of a hundred. And I was panicking because I was like, I have never passed a written test with 70 out of 100. Matter of fact, I think I'm just a bad test taker because for my driver's test, I only, you can only get like a certain amount wrong on a driver's test too or else you don't pass. I only passed with one point over the minimum. And my mom was in the back seat, right? When I was done with my driver's test, my instructor looked at my mom and asked her, if she thought that he should give me my driver's license because I did so bad because I'm a bad test taker. It's a really funny story. I'll talk about that another time. So anyway, um, hell week, right? 50 hours of hell week. And then comes the, the class exam that I have to test out of uh, with 70 or higher. So I'm freaking out on this exam. Um, I did like 20 hours, maybe 30 of studying at home just by myself. Uh, my boyfriend, we like made flashcards and, and there was a lot of studying and there was a lot of crying, especially over math. Yeah, definitely over math. Um, so fast forward back to the class exam. She sets the exam down. We have three hours to do the hundred questions. And that seemed like a long time to me, but I was not complaining. So she sets the test down and she's like, go. So something in my brain was like, start from the back. I was like, okay, brain, you're the boss, I guess. So I start from number 100 and work my way down all the way to number one. So 199, 98, 97. And I get down to, and so the questions in the back, like the last questions, like probably 80 through 100 were the hardest um, because they were the last chapters and then like of the book. And then questions number like 10, when I got to number 10, my heart, even though they were the easy questions was like, you could have like hear my heart. I know the girl next to me heard my heart beating. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, number 10, number nine, number eight, number seven, number six, number five, number four. And like, I was panicking. I don't know why, for what? And it was only like 40 minutes that I had, that we had been going when I got down to the end. And when I finished my test, I didn't even like look through to make sure I answered, at least answered every single one of them. I only scooched my chair on back and walked my happy ass back to my teacher's office so she could just grade the damn thing because I was, I was like panic stricken. So I walked back there, I had my heels on. She said, I heard you coming. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, everybody does. And she was like, I told her daughter works in the office with her. She was like, I told my daughter that you were going to be done first. And I was like, what? Why? She's like, I don't know. I just knew. And I was like, okay, here's my test. Please don't crucify me for getting like a 20. <laughs> and so I sat there while she graded it. I literally looked at the wall on the other side of me, like the other side that she was on. So um, I couldn't even look at her. And I heard her like, making marks and i was like oh my god i failed this is gonna be so embarrassing i'm gonna have to retake this whole thing i'm out like a lot of money and she then whispers <clears throat> and i was like what and she was like 88 i was like what no way are you kidding me stop pam no way and she was like congratulations 
I couldn't even cry. We took a picture with my certificate and then I left and I called my mom. Of course, you know. And I was like, mom, I passed with an 88. And she was like, stop. I'm thank God, oh my God, I'm so happy for her. And I was still freaking out. And she was like, that's so cool. That's just so cool. And I was like, why aren't you like freaking out? And she was like, well, because Journey, you act like it's a shocker. You act shocked. Like you can't do this. You can't do hard things. And I was like, I knew I called you. I knew I liked you. But so she had a point um, that I, w- I acted like I was surprised, you know, but I was surprised. I had never, I had never done that well on a test. So I just was like really proud of my, am, I am so proud of myself. So for anybody wondering who is going to reach out and ask me anyways, my next step is to send my fingerprints to the FBI and wait for the clear, you know, so they know that I'm not, I don't know, like a drug lord. And then I can, I'm, then I'll be eligible to apply on the DBPR, which is like a, a business website for realtors to take my state exam. And then I have to pass the state exam with a 75 or better out of 100. So um, that's kind of my story um, and how I got to where I am now. Uh, I think that this class exam was really just like a confidence booster for me, to be totally honest. Um, and I didn't, I didn't need it, <laughs> obviously. Like, like people like me and like you, we can do hard things. We can do hard things that's not going to college. We can do hard things that's not getting straight A's or B's or C's. We can do hard things even if we flunk out of high school, okay? So I just want to share this like empowering confidence with you guys um stop doubting yourselves please for like the love of everything for the love of yourself stop doubting yourself because people like you and me we got it um people that do go to college props awesome great love that for you but i'm not talking to you guys i'm talking to my my girls and boys that that really struggled um going through school so anyways that's my episode for today you guys i hope you liked it if you have any um thing to say about my episodes you can message me um text me anybody who can contact me can contact me i'm totally up for it um so that's all i have for you guys again i appreciate everything i appreciate you listening listening to me blab listening to my first episode my second episode stay tuned because episode three is gonna drop a lot sooner than you think bye